0: All right, so this is going to be the second week in a row, well technically I think it's still the same week, where I release an episode in which I defend Richard Dawkins. Last time I released a video which was partially entitled, appropriately enough, Defending Richard Dawkins, in which I refuted what I saw as some negative assertions and mischaracterizations that popped up during a live stream I happened to be watching. And this time I'm going to discuss his recent deplatforming. And in an attempt to cut off the inevitable accusations that I'm some sycophantic Dawkins fanboy, and man, I hate the term fanboy, yet nevertheless I just used it, I want to remind everyone that I had pretty much already come to my atheistic worldview on my own, long before I even heard the names of people who I admittedly admire, like Richard Dawkins and the late great Christopher Hitchens. And I like to think that I always do my best to be objective and call them like I see them when discussing a topic, whether it involves someone I admire or not. But alright, let's kill the preamble and get on with it. Richard Dawkins was slated to give a talk on August 9th in Berkeley, not at Berkeley, at first I thought it might have been at UC Berkeley, on his new book, Science and the Soul, Selected Writings of a Passionate Rationalist. I believe the event was to be sponsored or presented by Berkeley's own KPFA Radio, but after receiving complaints, they pulled the plug. According to Jerry Coyne uh, on his WordPress, Jerry Coyne, if you don't know, is a biologist and author, and I believe a friend of Richard Dawkins. uh, They apparently publicly announced they were canceling the event before they even bothered telling Dawkins himself. They claim the reason had to do with abusive speech concerning Islam. I'll read the official announcement. And I think this is actually a copy of an email they sent out. It says, From Brown Paper Tickets, uh, Subject Notification for Richard Dawkins, Science and the Soul, Selected Writings of a Passionate Rationalist, Dear Richard Dawkins event ticket buyers, we regret to inform you that KPFA has canceled our event with Richard Dawkins. We had booked this event based entirely on his excellent new book on science, when we didn't know he had offended and hurt in his tweets and other comments on Islam so many people. KPFA does not endorse hurtful speech. While KPFA emphatically supports serious free speech, we do not support abusive speech. We apologize for not having had broader knowledge of Dawkins' views much earlier. We also apologize to all those inconvenienced by this cancellation. Your ticket purchases will automatically be refunded by Brown Paper Tickets. Sincerely, KPFA Radio. So in my opinion, the people behind the cancellation must be either incredibly naive or just plain dishonest. It's Richard Dawkins, high-profile atheist. You may have heard of him. He famously wrote a book entitled The God Delusion. He's widely known for his strident, unapologetic stance against religion. And you're surprised that he may have issued some controversial tweets concerning Islam, which is, wait for it, a religion. My guess is you knew exactly who you had booked, but you folded like a cheap table when you started to catch a little heat. And here's a statement from Dawkins himself, that if I'm not mistaken, he sent directly to Jerry Coyne. KPFA is a liberal radio station in Berkeley. When I lived there, they were the good guys, and I listened to their station almost every day. They were scrupulous in their fact-checking in those days. How sad that they have come to this. If they had done any fact-checking at all, they couldn't possibly have come to the conclusion that I used quote-unquote abusive speech against Islam. The only one of my tweets I can find this year which could possibly be called abusive is nothing to do with Islam. As follows, and here's the tweet Dawkins was just referring to, ashamed to be American, don't be, the majority of you voted against this narcissistic, xenophobic, vainglorious, ignorant two-year-old. This was, of course, about Trump. Not only did KPFA fail to fact-check, they didn't even tell me before canceling the event and refunding tickets. So in fairness, even though I'm an admirer of Dawkins and the whole point of this episode is to show my support for him in the wake of this deplatforming... I personally follow him on Twitter, and I think I have seen some pretty tough tweets from him on Islam. Not that I necessarily care. To me, Islam is just another man-made religion. Uh, I don't like the idea of good-natured believers having their feelings hurt, but my devotion to the truth trumps that concern. Uh, That being said, I think what is or isn't abusive is somewhat in the eye of the beholder. Here's one tweet I saw the other day, but in fairness, I don't see the little verified check mark, so it could be phony, but it reads, On International Women's Day, how can anyone stand up and defend this loathsome religion? And it shows a picture supposedly depicting the kind of modern Western dress women used to be able to wear in certain parts of the Muslim world, compared to how they now have to dress, due to the rise in religious fundamentalism in places like Iran and Afghanistan. Once again, could be fake, I don't see the little blue verified checkmark, unless at some point Twitter stripped it from him, I, I don't know. But here's another one that does bear the blue verified checkmark. But in fairness, it looks like this dates back to 2015, and I think Dawkins in his letter to Coin was referring to tweets he had issued this past year or something. But it reads, I don't attack Islam. I attack child rape, stoning rape victims, killing gays and apostates. And of course, these have, and it says hashtag, nothing to do with Islam. So yeah, pretty tough stuff, but in fairness, Dawkins has also tweeted stuff denouncing xenophobic anti-Muslim violence. And that stuff about quote-unquote child rape is probably in reference to the Prophet Muhammad's underage bride. Is it uh, Aisha? Although, who knows, there may be other spots in the Quran that endorse or permit sexual intercourse with people we would deem underage. Oh yeah, and this is disgusting. This comes from an ISIS pamphlet with uh, questions and answers regarding slavery. I think I read this on the show a long time ago. This part is supposedly taken from, or paraphrasing, uh, a passage from the Quran. One question posed in the pamphlet is whether or not it's permissible to have intercourse with a female slave who has not reached puberty. And here's the quote from the pamphlet. It is permissible to have intercourse with the female slave who hasn't reached puberty if she is fit for intercourse. However, if she is not fit for intercourse, then it is enough to enjoy her without intercourse. Um... So, yeah, I mean, abhorrent stuff. Uh, (sighs) Jesus, strange thing for an atheist to say. Figure of speech. So do I think Islam is quote-unquote loathsome? Well, I've stated before that, like Sam Harris, I enjoy some of the outward trappings, the art, architecture, music, calligraphy, the poetry of Rumi, etc. I don't think that good and decent... Modern practitioners of Islam are themselves vile or loathsome? Certainly not. But do I think that certain Quranic passages, which seemingly promote things like violence against non-believers or apostates, sex with slaves, etc., are vile or loathsome? Yes, I do. I think it would be inhuman not to be bothered by such things. But in short, I think deplatforming someone for being critical of religion is appalling in my book. And although I don't think KPFA is necessarily affiliated with UC Berkeley, usually when we hear about deplatforming, it tends to involve events or speeches scheduled at colleges or universities, places that are supposed to be bastions of learning and reason places where young minds are introduced to new and sometimes even controversial ideas and opinions. And still, such undue deference is shown for this ancient man-made stuff, for these superstitious beliefs. Although it would be interesting to see if KPFA would have folded as quickly if it had been Christianity that was being criticized, rather than Islam. It seems like it's kind of in vogue to defend Islam and also in vogue for the intelligentsia to be more willing to openly mock Christianity. Um, Me, personally, I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to mocking or criticizing religion, but I'm just trying to point out the possible hypocrisy here. And believe me, I don't like the idea of some young girl in a headscarf being emotionally wounded or put off by the knowledge that someone might be speaking at her school who's openly antagonistic towards her religion. But you know what? Then don't go to the event. Dawkins isn't some xenophobic racist with a hatred of brown people. He's a scientist with humanist values who's critical of religion. There's a big difference there. And I guess I'll close by reading a little bit more from Jerry Coyne's WordPress. So he says, give me a break. Criticism of ideas is not criticism of people, nor is it quote-unquote abuse. Shame on KPFA for not realizing this, and for their craven behavior in canceling the talk. Now I'll skip down a bit. Dawkins is not Milo Yiannopoulos. His quote-unquote abusive speech is simply criticism of religion in general, including Islam. I guess believers can't bear to hear that criticism, and they didn't have to go to that talk. But what right do they have to prevent others from hearing it. Berkeley was, you'll recall, the home of the free speech movement. How low the city has fallen. But all right, uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, and well said, Jerry Coyne. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys know the drill. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. If you want to help the show up monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash the and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month. All right, brothers and sisters, until next week.